thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. You're listening to The Healthy Exception with your host, Rachel Favilla. Hello, lovely ones, and welcome to The Healthy Exception, the podcast for teenagers choosing to be the healthy exception to the unhealthy rule. I'm your host, Rachel Favilla, and thank you so much for trusting me with your time and your ears today and for tuning in. And today on the show, I've got my very recent friend, um, we actually only started talking for the first time on this recording, um, Kiara. Is it Kiara or Kiara Lee? Like It's, it's Kiara Lee, but you can just call me Kiara, that's right. Okay, whichever um, one you want to call her um, on the show today. And because she started learning about health and nutrition at a very young age to overcome some health challenges and she's now, how old are you now? 16? I'm 15. 15. Um, and she's come such a long way in her health and I thought, you know, some of the best episodes I've done so far have been episodes, you know, with real teenagers just t- telling their story going, you know, I had issues or... I didn't necessarily have issues, but I've changed my lifestyle and I've just noticed so many more improvements. And I think it's great to get more case studies like this on the show to say, you know, it's not just hype. It's not just someone on a blog or a magazine or a podcast saying, oh, get healthy. You know, there's actually life-changing benefits to it, um, to being the healthy exception to the unhealthy rules. So welcome, Kiara. Thanks for coming on today. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's the pleasure. Um, yeah, so if you want to start just by telling my listeners what life was like, what your diet and lifestyle was like before you, um, you know, made the changes and then what the major catalyst was for you, like looking for answers. So my diet consisted of jam donuts in the morning, even school mornings, every morning we'd go out and we'd get jam donuts and my dinner was plain pasta with tomato sauce and cheese and a large cheese pizza. And that's basically all I ate. And, yeah, it wasn't too, <laughs> too great. Um, the turning point for me was not being able to concentrate. I was the annoying kid in school because I, I just couldn't focus. And so, in turn, I distracted other kids. And I, I was very annoying and couldn't make any friends. And so, basically, we had a trial going on for basketball which is my main sport and I I wasn't concentrating on what the coach was saying I was messing a lot of things up and it was just going really horribly and I was some of my most of my friends made it and I was like the only person that just didn't make it so I came home to my mom and I was like mom I didn't make the team crying my eyes out and I was like I want to change this I need to I need this to be different. I don't want to be the annoying kid anymore. I want to be able to be the smart kid who understands what's going on. And so Mm. that's how I transitioned into the paleo lifestyle. Okay. And do you know exactly where um, your parents or you, like, where did you come, you came across it? Was it just by chance or did you go searching online or did someone mention it to you? um, Searched a lot online. We did a whole bunch of different things but the best outcome was definitely paleo and we 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 stuck with it okay and how quickly did you see improvements was it overnight or was it like after a few weeks or it was within one week my math teacher came up to my mum and said this is insane she's improving she's focusing in class what what did you do 
And oh, yeah, wow. that, that's incredible. So what did, so going from jam donuts and, um, you know, the pizza and the pasta, like what, what was your version of a paleo diet? Because I know that I don't know how much my listeners, I guess they're all at varying degrees in their, of their understanding because when I think of paleo, I kind of just think, okay, real food. I know that, you know, a lot of paleos are grain-free and dairy-free and mm-hmm. this and that, but I know that there's people have the different de- degrees of how, you know, in quotation marks, how paleo they are, but essentially it's whole foods. Um, so what sort of, what did it look like for you? So when we first started out, we didn't go full on, no grains, no dairy. We just kind of cut little pieces at a time, which made it easier for me Mm because we were still figuring out, all right, what can I eat? What can't I eat? And as soon as I found out that I couldn't have jam donuts every morning, I kind of had a little freak out. (laughs) It was transitioning slowly was better for me Mm -hmm. um, until we came to the point where it was um, uh, organic food, uh, I still had a bit of dairy here and there, but not like cheese every morning or on my eggs or whatever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we just started doing little things like changing out stuff. Like for milk, we started buying macadamia milk, and for um, for breakfast every morning, I'd usually have like cocoa pops or something ridiculous like that, and we just have eggs with bacon. And so it was slowly cutting all those things to now what I have today, which is balance no grains no dairy salads for lunch beautiful yeah and um how do you find it is like you know that was when you were um about 10 years old when you started doing that and making the changes how did you find that socially because you know that that seems to be the age where you know there's uh, there's like so many more social events you're getting more mature and that tends to be when most kids diets go downhill and I've noticed myself like obviously I wouldn't trade it for anything but it can be quite hard the food side of socializing when you have have to eat a certain way for health reasons and you want to eat a certain way just to look after yourself um just because it's then you realize there is just everything is processed everything is gluten everything is sugar and how did you go about that? Did you find it difficult or did you, you know, how did you deal with that? I found it really difficult. I had a lot of people like digging around in my lunchbox like, what is that? Mm. And it was it was dif- difficult for me because I didn't like it. I didn't understand how this was helping me. I couldn't see it. But I, over time I started noticing more and more. But at the, at the start of it I completely hated it. All I wanted was my pizzas and my jam donuts. <laughs> But it wasn't that difficult not to socialize with people because of it because they always had, like, some fruit there or I never really went hungry. There were times when I've just gone, you know what, it's not happening today. Yeah. Obviously, cheaters, 10-year-old would, but... Oh, absolutely, yeah. ...suffered the consequences afterwards. Mm, And I suppose that taught you in the long run. You're like, I just, okay, I can't do that yeah I don't don't feel good yeah absolutely but you know like 10 is such a young age like I didn't I didn't even start learning about this stuff till I was like or like more 12 13 14 so that's just yeah that's incredible um and how we like were your parents were they like really committed to um like how were they quite strict with with you and things or were they a bit more lenient like how did they sort of go about it and um what did it create tension within your family like you not wanting to do it but then really wanting you to because they saw the improvements like how was the family dynamics there so basically when at that point um my parents had actually divorced so my um my biological dad was 
off and my stepdad was in the family. So mm-hmm. basically with my mum, it was very easy. And um, because we basically chucked out everything that was processed, that was sugar, that was mm-hmm. um, dairy, uh, it, that we had no choice but to eat what was there and the whole family did it. So if the whole family did it, I had no choice. So they supported me in that a lot. But at my biological dad's house, it was easier for me to um, to come off the diet and eat what everyone else was eating because no one stuck to it. They were like, oh, yeah, we're going to help you. But yeah, it's fending yeah. for myself. Yeah, and, that, and at, at that age, like, what 10-year-old's going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to stick to, like, this salad diet. Like, it's just, you know, when there's all this other stuff around. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, not – sorry, it's not just salad. There's a whole lot of delicious stuff, and we'll get into that. Um, so do you have brothers and sisters as well? Did they – so yes. they they changed at the same time? Um, I did notice that uh, on my dad's side of the family that my, the little kids grow up because all my siblings are younger than I am. Okay. Uh, as they grew older, they started getting a bit heavier. And uh, right now, to this day, they've actually been cleaning up their diet, and I'm really proud of them. And they've been eating better, like not fully. They'll still have whatever their ice blocks, and but they've been eating cleaner. And you can you notice the changes straight away. It's mm. amazing. That's really great. And so none of them had any major issues, really. It was just you've noticed improvements since then so they've sort of they weren't sick but they're getting better than just their normal yeah. healthy state that's so awesome because I think I don't know if you agree but I sort of think you know like there's nothing there sh- oh, should shouldn't like should we really use the should shouldn't words but you know like the average kid sh- you know, it's it's nice for them to be able to you know have pizza every so often or have ice cream every so often if um you know if they they are having you know nutrient dense stuff the rest of the time that's what it like should be like it's and it's great if they can you know like you said like change before they get sick because it means that they have that leeway they don't have any reaction to it they can get up the next day and just do their normal thing and then maybe in a month's time have a treat again whereas you or I sort of you know we our body's kind of broken to maintain to yeah to maintain it we sort of have to be like a hundred percent like we can have our treats but they're still you know within a certain um, specifications, I suppose, which, you know, again, like we're fine with, but it would still probably be easier, you know, like there's always going to be that time where everyone else is getting ice cream and you're like, I know I can't, I don't want to, but gosh, that looks good. I want that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. So what were some of your favorite, um, I guess to make this really relatable to teenagers, if they're in the same sort of position, maybe their parents are trying to get them healthier and because they've got health issues or because their parents want to prevent them getting health issues and they're really resistant. What were your, like, what were the draw cards? What were your favorite foods that you're like, it was healthy, but it, you, you still looked forward to it and were happy to eat like in the beginning. And then even like, as you evolved. I definitely loved my meats. So all my, um, nice steaks and stuff like that. That was just like my favorite. So I always had, mum always made sure that there was like a really nice meat and then like some veggies that I liked. So maybe, I don't know, some snow peas. I love. I love those. Yeah. They're so nice. They are. Even when I was like an unhealthy little Vegemite and I had chips and chocolate biscuits, like I would cry for my snow peas and my carrot sticks. So I, it was just something that I that I liked. Mm-hmm. Integrated with something that I maybe didn't like. So for mine, it would be mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Can't can't stand mushrooms. But t- putting all the things together, you're like, all right, 
you've got a steak here, you've got your mushrooms, and you've got something else. So there's two things you like, and there's one thing that you just have to eat, so do it. And that's basically how we did yeah. it. Okay, that's re- well, that's really good, and it's good that that was – and do you like mushrooms now, or are you, are you still – you sort of like have to – I still don't like mushrooms. Yeah, so just, fair like, enough. Suck it up. <laughs> yeah, at least you still have them though. That's good. Um, okay, yeah, that, like that's that's really good. I suppose, like, just yeah. And I think that attitude, like sucking it up, maybe is good because I'm always like, oh, do I say that on a podcast? Like, sometimes you just have to do something, but to have you go, sometimes you just have to do it. Like, you know, yeah. that's really good. And then um, because I only um, I sort of met you through um, Damien Christoph, who's uh, guys, if you remember Jackson Christoph's interview, um, few, like uh, November last year, um, it's his dad. He sort of connected me and Kiara up, and he's one of the wellness guys. And I heard that you, I think you started listening to their podcast. Is that right? I did. When? Um, how old were you then? And how did you sort of get onto that? I was probably eleven at the time, and I had gone through a phase where I just didn't want to do this anymore. I didn't want to be on. Um, the paleo diet and I just I was like mom I'm done I hate this like it's it was just getting to me and she was she made me listen to this podcast in the car I was like oh just, I don't want to listen to it yeah and it just it kind of roped me in and from then on uh, before I go to bed and while I was like going to sleep I'd listen to the, the the wellness guys and and then I got a chance to meet them in Bali and I was so excited <laughs> yeah it was really cool and we talked a lot about um, food and wellness and my story and then I got to be on the show and I was so oh, stoked. Oh, that's cool. I have to, I'll have to go back and listen to that episode because I only st- – I, what? how old were you back when you were – I mean, sorry, what year was it back when you were 11? I'm just trying oh, to – I have no idea, but I was so little. Like you can hear it in my voice and I was sick at the time. Oh, but, okay. Oh, uh, I was, no, was really happy for me. I was like, "Yeah, I get to be on the wellness guy." Oh, uh, that would be that would be so cool. I remember the first podcast I got to be on. I'm like, "This is so cool!" Like, you know, you just because I know that for the the pod, the people on the other end that do the podcast, they're just normal people. But when you're on the other side, you like sometimes put them on a bit more of a pedestal, and you're like, "Oh my god, they're like." like a celebrity. So, oh, that must have been so exciting. Oh, yeah, we will have to go back and listen to that because I only started listening to them. I only found out about the one I was couch like. Mm, like two mm, or coming up to three years ago in like May. So yeah, that's really cool. Um, so like now that you're all better and you're like, so are you virtually like you don't have any symptoms now so long as you stick to a good whole foods diet and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. So as my mum will notice if I eat something on the lines of sugar, she will notice and I will, I'll just have a bad, be in a bad mood or I'll be just too energetic, and she'll be like, what did you eat? And I'm like, I had a gummy bear, or, like, I had a couple of gummy bears, and she's like, well, you're going to pay for that later. Yeah. And she's, she's so right. <laughs> she's right every time. Yeah, don't you hate that? You're like, because so, sometimes you're like, oh, maybe I could just maybe I could just have a little bit. Like, I have, I've been so good for so long now, yeah. and then you do it, you're like... No, it still can't. Okay, right, right. Oh, <laughs> square one. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, at least I sometimes I think you get even more sensitive. Sometimes, like the more, which is good because it means it's like um how celiacs when they go gluten free and they've been gluten free yeah. for like my mum for example. Um, now she's so sensitive. Like she has a skerrick of gluten, and it'll be like she'll bring it back up within within the hour, which is sort of good because it's like the body's way of going, well, I don't like this stuff and yeah. I just need to purge it like straight away or that sort of thing. So, yeah, so what's it like now, like um, being a, 
of teenage now? Like, are your friends supportive? Do they get it? Like, um, you said you used to have trouble making friends and then you'd get bullied for your lunchbox, which I totally understand because I got used to get bullied all the time for mine. Um, are they better now? And have you sort of found a friendship group that really accepts it and supports you in that and makes allowances for you? Yeah, I do. I've got um, a lot of my friends are also really uh, sporty and they like their health and nutrition, so they don't go – oh, well, you have a salad for lunch, <laughs> I've got this and this. But, mm. um, yeah, they also eat pretty pretty well. No, so it's, that's... it's easier to, hey, I'll switch you this for this. Give uh, me your apple and I'll give you my carrot sticks. Oh, that's really good. <laughs> it's good to find a group like that, I think, because, you know, would you, like, would you have any advice for kids that are in your situation that, you know, that are getting bullied just because they eat real food and, you know, maybe they already were kind of behind the eight ball socially because of their health problems. Like, do you, you know, if you could talk to your 10, 11 year old self and give her any advice about the, for lack of a better word, journey she was going on, what would you say to her, like in terms of just the mental side of things and accepting what's going on and sticking Uh, to things? I would just like, I can't, I got so hung up about it. I would just be like, dude, don't even worry about it because in a year's or in a couple of years' time, you are going to be running laps around those kids going, mm. you had your Oreos and <laughs> I had my apple. So it's just a, it's a matter of it's, it will always get better in the end. Mm. So if they're teasing you about whatever, then they obviously um, are not feeling as healthy as you might be with your salad. Yeah, so. beautiful. And what sort of stuff do you have in your salad? Because I know that, you know, back before my – I say like in my past life, like before I knew what real food was, I used to think that salad was – you know, it's like that typical picture of like limp lettuce and soggy tomato yeah. and you kind of think, oh, gross. Like can you sort of describe what your salads would be like? Because I'm sure that they'd sound a lot more appealing than people's stereotypical view of what a salad is. So because I'm not really allowed to have a lot of dressings, we home make all of our dressings. So beautiful. we get um, – coconut oil and like balsamic vinegar and mix them together and that's really nice mm. uh, we've got spinach leaves kale crunchy kale leaves and what else do I have I have tomatoes because I just love yeah I love my tomatoes mm. sometimes we'll have snow peas and then whatever meat we've got left over from dinner so say it's chicken roast beef sausages we'll just chuck that in there and mix it up and it's, mm. it's great it's not that um Hard, I guess. As long as you've got nice salad mix, then yeah. it should taste fine. If you're getting that stuff out of a packet, like, it's not going to taste. No, that, that's such a good point because I think that's a lot of the time you think about, like, that's people's experience of salad is that and it's bitter yeah. and it's stale and it's soggy. And, like, I don't honestly, I don't blame people for going for a less healthy option because you're like, it, like, it doesn't taste good. Even I wouldn't so eat great. that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what are, like, other, like, if you were going to have, say, a treat, um, what would you have, like, you know, more of, like, the, yeah. What I have, uh, so in South Africa, there's this um, dried meat and it's called biltong and it's got all these, like, spices in it and that's usually what I have. So it's, like, it's not something that you can eat in a large quantity against yeah. me but yeah. do you mean like on a sweeter yeah on a sweeter I think because I think that's something another I guess with like with you I'm trying to you know like 
um, break the stereotypical, like if you were the, just, you know, you're a 10 year old or 11 year old and you're coming to health and you've got all these stereotypical ideas of like how terrible life would be with salad and no sugar, like what, yeah, what would you have as, as a sweet treat? I suppose. So my listeners are like, Oh, I could have something that, that nice. Oh, maybe it wouldn't be so bad. Maybe my parents aren't torturing me sort of thing. If you go down to Flattery's, I'm not sure if you, if anyone has this anywhere, but it's called Flattery's and they have this amazing organic chocolate and they've got dark chocolate. Sometimes they'll be like um, chocolate-covered um, nuts or whatever and I think that's that's pretty yeah. simple because it's not like a massive anything. It's not, oh, I'm going to have a piece of cake because I've been good this month because that's, that's just bringing you down a step. It's something little that you can enjoy for a bit and like not have such a downhill yeah yeah absolutely okay we don't have flutteries i know what you're talking about i love queensland and flutteries is amazing and we should get some here um other states i'd say maybe bulk whole foods um the the source bulk whole foods would have they have like your loving earth chocolate in bulk or and they have the loving earth like um coated almonds and stuff like that so that's probably your more equivalent option yeah yeah beautiful um so you followed the wellness guys and they obviously motivated you at a time when you were just feeling really isolated and like you just didn't want to do it and they got you back on track was there anyone else any other podcasts or blogs or books or anyone else you really liked to follow that um motivate you because I I found myself like when you find because no one else really in my world was um making changes for their health they didn't really need no one I know have had anything as serious as I had so I was sort of doing it alone I really found that finding certain people to follow whether they were nutritionists or bloggers or podcasters it just made me think okay I'm not alone I'm not weird I'm not a freak like there are other people out there doing that like who was there anyone else that you really looked up to or you still look up to um I found that I also watched Brett Hill's uh the paleo show i found that was pretty cool Mm -hmm. a person that i loved to listen to was cindy o'mara i love cindy yeah yeah she was on a few episodes ago actually yeah yeah she was pretty cool to listen to and i liked i liked what she was saying so i kind of Mm -hmm. i love when they made a part two of her on the wellness guys i was like yeah yeah beautiful do you ever listen to up for a chat because she's on that or Mm-mm. No, I'm, I don't usually have time to listen to podcasts anymore. I do find that I fair enough. Um, yeah, I do it sometimes, but not. Yeah, um, of course you're not busy as much with, as I used to. Yeah, you're busy with your basketball. Mm. Yeah. So have have you like just improved like in leaps and bounds with your basketball even um, since like were you were you pretty good before even on your old diet but like you've just improved a lot or were you like kind of just okay before and now you're really good or because I I had a bit of a Facebook stalk of your um, page and I just everything was basketball basketball everything was basketball yeah talk to me about that because I think there must be that I'm sure there'd be a lot of athlete like kid like kids or teens that are really into their sport and they might find this quite motivating uh, when I was three was when I first picked up a basketball and I absolutely loved it and I've been playing ever since so that's about 12 years of my life (laughs) playing the beautiful game um but it's I did notice a lot that I was more energetic and I was uh I was quicker to to heal from injury so uh when I was a little young I can't remember how long ago I did my ankle yeah and it was 
like a tear somewhere in my ankle and I just noticed it was just getting better and then it strengthened completely and I was able to keep going and keep playing better and I do get um, knocked around a lot but I'm, it seems to be that I'm more bouncy yeah I just pop back up and keep playing I feel like that's a huge thing yeah the um, resilience and especially my endurance so in a basketball game usually goes for about two hours if you have a lot of fouls so running up and down up and down at full pace for two hours is, yeah yeah that you need so much energy yeah. yeah so I find that that's easier to do now than it was when I was younger it's yeah. It's improved my endurance so much. And in other sports, like my volleyball with my jumping and being able to push myself up off the ground and keep the energy going is something that I loved about it. Oh, that's really great. And, you know, I've actually – I don't think I've ever really talked about the um, – I'm always – I guess because of, like, with me, I had an autoimmune disease, so mine was much more like chronic health concern. I don't think I've ever just talked about – the benefits of health from it, just from it, like, you know, something that's probably a lot more relatable to the general population, which is just, you know, that endurance thing, that sport thing. Cause I think you always hear, you know, that you need to eat well and eat, you know, eat your fruit and veg and drink lots of water to be good at your sport. But I think that message kind of falls on deaf ears because a lot of kids are just, they're so resilient. They don't, you know, it doesn't seem to affect them and they get those bursts of energies from their, like, you know, the sugary treats and stuff. And so they don't realize that like, yeah, how much better could I feel? But it obviously with you, it's just made such a huge difference. And I think the, um, the, the fact that you recover so well from injury, because I don't know about you, maybe this is just me in my little world and this is what I noticed, but I just, I, there are so many young people that are like into quite elite sport and they're injured and they're like, they've got like really serious things that compromise their life. And then you know, they're just, they're starting uni or they're still in high school and you're kind of like, your body shouldn't be breaking down on you at that age. Like not that it should ever really break down on you, but you know, especially that young. And that's, I think that's a really powerful point, like that you did quite a decent injury, but it's virtually completely healed rather than you being like, oh, I have to always wear a strap or I have to get weekly physio or that sort of thing. Yeah. I know so many girls who have just snapped their ACL just like that. And it's, it's really hard to recover if you're not feeding your body the nutrition that it needs. If you're feeding your body Oreos and red snakes and stuff like that, your body's not going to heal as faster because what's it? What's nourishing your body to keep going, to keep sending messages like to heart? I don't know how the process works. but I'm- Yeah, well, it's like you, they say you are what you eat and it's kind of true because cell renewal can only – occur efficiently if you have all the right nutrients going on and all the energy pathways and you're right it is complicated and as teenagers we don't need to know the biochemical stuff but we do need to understand that it what goes in does have an effect and I think and I know for me until I experienced it I kind of just thought it was one of those things that people say in January when they're on a health kick but like people you get away with it really as long as you don't have diabetes and you're not obese and you don't have tooth decay you're fine like that was always my thing you know, up until about the age of 12. And I'm like, oh, maybe there's actually a bit more to it than that. Mm. Yeah, that's that's a really important point. Um, So we've talked a lot about food. Was there any lifestyle stuff? Like you're very sensitive to foods and preservatives and additives and certain allergens. What do you like with, um, with chemicals? Like are you a chemical-free household or is it just really the food that keeps you going? Um, yeah, and like sleep patterns. What, do you, what are your sleep patterns like? Because I know that – it's not just food. It's often a whole lifestyle thing that needs to be fostered for like complete health to be
be in place. Yeah, so when we started, we started changing, so all our shampoos and all of our um, body washes are all organic, um, and we also have stuff that we use around the house, so like uh, Simple Household Spray is all organic. The heavy, more heavy-duty stuff, the only thing that we probably have that would be considered harmful would be Mortine. Oh, of course, uh, yeah. I think every house yeah. has has that. Yeah, we, we still use that, and I, I just, like, go to the other end of the house and shut my door and hold my breath, and I'm like, just let me know when the smell's gone, okay? <laughs> yeah, but that's a, that's pretty much about it. My sleep pattern, on the other hand, mm. oh, I'm mm. not a saint with my sleep. Oh, uh, it's hard, though, because you're in year 11, like, you know. Yeah, so usually I come home really late from basketball. I'll have two – today I had two trading sessions – uh, I had I usually finish sometime around eight sometimes. Uh, then I have to do homework and assessment. Then I have to shower. I have to eat. I have to do chores. By the time I go to bed, it could be ten, eleven, sometimes twelve o'clock before I fall asleep, and then mm-hmm. have to wake up at six in the morning. So okay. that does make it very difficult. It does, but it sounds like you. Not that I'm recommending you guys necessarily don't get enough sleep, but it sounds like you. St- because of everything else you do in your life that you uh, – oh, sorry, am I jumping to conclusions? How do you feel like – do you feel like you kind of get away with it because everything else in your life is so great or that's still an area that you're working on? It's still an area that I'm working on. It doesn't feel great waking up cranky and tired mm. and, you know, wanting to to have more sleep. But I feel like I, – I feel like that's everyone. But yeah, it's, I would like to get more sleep because – it will help as well concentration being my body able to heal and keep functioning in the way that it does. Yeah. But do you feel like it does all that pretty well, even without maybe as much sleep as you need or, and like, has this, is this um, regular or has this gotten worse? Like as you've, I suppose, gotten through school more and um, gotten more homework and therefore more responsibility and more stuff to do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So it might normalize out after you finish year 12, hopefully. Finish year 12. Oh, it's yeah. always year 12, isn't it? Oh. Um, okay, cool. And so do you notice, again, do you notice a difference if you um, like went to a friend's place or you went out to like, I don't know, a shopping mall or something and they used something that was quite strong, maybe had a lot of fragrance, does that trigger something for you or is it just kind of like, oh, I'm not used to that, that's unpleasant? I do find that sometimes when I'm walking – past like a bakery it's more it's stronger like you can smell Mm. how much how sweet it is and how like sickly sweet it is I've definitely noticed that more like it's like a heightened sense of sugar yeah um I also meant like you know uh, like cleaning products um oh yeah, yeah yeah like do you find that you do they do anything to you if you are exposed to them um, not usually, no, no. I don't really notice them okay, that that's, much. That's good. It's just you've got a chemical-free household just to support your lifestyle more than anything. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's good. Well, it's good that your body's resilient enough not to react to that because I still know I'm quite sensitive to those. So I'm just, yeah, um, wondering. Okay, well, that's – yeah, I, we've covered a lot. I think I just – I really just wanted to get you on to, you know – like show what a difference it can make and, you know, have that conversation about sometimes it's tough but it's always worth it and, yes, there are compromises but, like, 
you you love what you do, don't you? It's not like yeah, it's not like a I'm a slave to this because I know I have to be, but I really like it's it's enjoyable, isn't it? It's definitely worth it. Yeah. Um. Do you want like I guess could we just finish by just putting a bit of air on the paleo diet because I know that um I think it's come up on podcasts before, but I've never really gone into what it is. And I know that most people listening probably know, but there's probably always going to be those one or two people that are like, no, like what, maybe first of all, what, what is paleo? And then some of them that go, Oh, that's that diet. That's just like virtually all they eat is meat. And, um, and that sort of thing. Could we break it down and go, what is it really? And what is it not like compared just, you know, give it a bit of airspace. Cause I think sometimes it gets misrepresented and people get on their high horse and go, it's so unhealthy. It's unbalanced. It's restrictive. But in, so in your eyes, like what is paleo? What does it mean to you? It's the first form of food that we ever ate as people. There was no bread. There was no cheese. There was no dairy. There was um, meat from whatever you'd caught. And then there were berries and vegetables that you forage and that's as simple people like to spin it around and say oh but we need our grains and we need our dairy because blah 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 food the food pyramid yeah i definitely think that if you just if you think about it it's it's easy it's just meat fruit vegetables not it's like if a hunter if i'm a hunter and i'm gonna go out i'm gonna go find something i'm gonna kill it i'm gonna bring it back and then the same thing, I'm going to go forage for whatever I need. And it's as simple as that. It's the it's the um, the healthiest, the most organic stuff you can find, nothing processed, like if you were back in the caveman era. The caveman. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's, and that's a great way of describing it. And it's not like heaps of meat. It's not like meat, meat upon meat upon meat, like bacon no. stuff, cheese. Like, yeah. It's just, um, you know, it's like a – what would you like a portion like a hand size and then lots of yeah. veggies and lots of fruits and nuts and seeds and so it's still it's it's funny I think people go it's really like an animal dominant diet but it's I find that's still mostly plant it's just you have your yeah, animal yeah. as well yeah all right beautiful um well is there anything we've kind of jumped all around the place but I think we've covered some really great points and just you know given more weight to the um the idea that just by changing what we talked about lifestyle, but mainly like changing diet if when, when it's affecting you, it can just, it can, the difference can be night and day. And it's, it's, it's sometimes I think it's just good to be reminded and have personal stories from people because it's all very well for nutritionists and dietitians to say stuff. But I think it's when you actually hear from someone, I was this bad. And this is I like it. What do you say? Like a week later, your math teacher was like, what have you done? Yeah, She's it was yeah. Insane. And I was like, I was, um, four years behind on math mm. and three years behind in English, I now take Math B, which is one of the hardest maths you can take, and I take my English, which is just normal English. But yeah, I'm getting, yeah, like, B pluses because and, I can now focus on what the teacher is telling me. That's awesome. And, like, that on top of all your basketball, like, really, just for you to be getting Cs with all the basketball you play would be quite exceptional, really, like, you know, but the fact that you're getting above-average grades even with all your other commitments is like, it's a real credit to, to you and like you for sticking with it. Like I know your parents sort of found you and found it, found it for you and you went on it begrudgingly, but you've obviously like taken it into your own and now you're an advocate and it's, and you understand it really well. And it's just, it's, it's really great. And I just want to say like on air, like congratulations and good on you for, 
Thank you. Yeah, for doing it. Um, is there anything else you'd kind of like to say to my listeners um, about about anything just um, before we wrap up? Uh, I will say that in the beginning, you, you're not going to like it. It's going to be different and it's going to be um, unusual and there's going to be a lot of people going, well, you shouldn't be doing this because blah, blah, blah. Um, I say that do your own research and figure it out for yourself. Listen to these podcasts because what you guys do, telling these, telling people um, all the great stuff about this and then them going, oh, but no, because this person say, I say, um, do it on your own, um, study it, stick to it, and you'll see improvements. Just yeah. give it time. Beautiful. Thank you so much. And I guess it too, it's about, you know, you said, oh, you won't like it, but I suppose making it easy on yourself too. Like, you know, like you said, you started off with all the foods you did like that just happened to be healthy because you didn't, it wasn't that you didn't like all healthy foods. It's just, yeah. So, and I think that's maybe a great place to start when it comes to changing your diet is like, I loved what you said. You didn't go slow. It was gradual and it became more normal over time. So it was, didn't seem like such a huge deal. Yeah, like no one likes to do the stuff that's good for them. Like I don't like to study, but I do it because it helps me, it helps my brain, and it shows improvement in what I do and gets me further in in life and in my mm. studies. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great analogy, actually, and I think very relatable. Okay, well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I'll just wrap up and then I'll say a proper goodbye and thank you to you um, off air if that's okay. So just... Yeah. hang in there okay well thank you guys i hope that you really enjoyed this interview and just how real and raw and um yeah it was and that you got some ahas and if you know if you're already on a similar path to kiara that you just kind of felt motivated like even if you're getting bullied or people are picking on you or you're just like i'm so over this i just want to be a normal kid and like do what everyone else does that it gives you that you know um, motivation to go, it does get better. It does get easier. It becomes more natural. And I'm not a freak. I'm looking after myself and the world will catch on it and it is catching on. It's just slowly, slowly. So, um, yeah, really hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, please, if you haven't already head on over and like the Facebook page, um, all the w's.facebook.com forward slash real soup for the real soul, which is the Facebook page for both my blog. So my website and also for this podcast, um, Please subscribe to me on iTunes if you really like this podcast and want it to automatically download to your device um, each week. And until next fortnight, stay well, ask questions, and be open-minded like Kiara was. Okay, bye, lovely ones. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.